Happy Monday and welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, your host for today. In a few minutes, I'm going to have James Pledger of ESPN San Antonio and the Saturday morning hangover. Well, your San Antonio Spurs season is pretty much still on hold as as well as the rest of the sports world as uh, the coronavirus is uh, pretty much dominating the headlines and leaving not much to talk about except for the Spurs. having James on in a while simply because ESPN San Antonio during the blitz with uh, Jason Minnix and Rob Thompson uh, had on a guest uh, CNBC's Jabari Young and he dropped a bomb saying that DeMar is not happy. Well, we're going to talk about that and much more break it down. What does it mean? Et cetera, et cetera. Also on the show, if this is it for the NBA season and the 30 days pass and they don't resume, can you figure out, or is there a favorite moment in the Spurs 2019-20 season. James and I are going to try to find something to be happy about and look back and smile. So, James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, and I know you're wiping your hands pretty much constantly, aren't you? Uh, hold on. i got to go pull some Purell out of storage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when you do something like this remotely, you still feel the need to wipe your hands down. I don't know why. I had to still had that feeling. I was like, I press play. Do I have to do I hit record? Do I have to press some Purell in my hand now do or what? I, do I do I sanitize in between pressing play and record? Yeah, or Exactly. Well, you know, just when you thought the NBA season slash Spurs season was going to be quiet for the next 30 days, nope. You guys over at ESPN San Antonio, by the way, y'all been pulling some great guests, by the way, just a hat tip to you guys. Um, your most recent one on the Blitz, as mentioned, uh, Jabari Young, CNBC, um, he dropped a bomb uh, during the chat with the ESPN San Antonio saying that in a nutshell, DeMar DeRozan is just not happy in San Antonio. He pointed out something about the offense. Um, you know, there were whispers about him, Miami ch- chasing him. It set the Spurs world on fire. And James, uh, a lot of the Spurs fans were kind of saying, adios, thanks, bye, get out of here. You know, nice <laughs> to know you. But then you had some saying, hey, you can't blame the kid. You know, it is what it is. You know, he didn't want to come here, et cetera, et cetera. When you heard this report and you got to get a hold of me quick, you reacted heavily saying, hey, this is kind of big. Yeah, um, I heard Jabari on the day before and we tried to get him that same day. Um, He was on the Levitard show. And the main reason I got him on is because it's something I was thinking of when he said, you know, because of what happened in China and then also now this, you could see the salary cap drop mm-hmm. significantly and there could kind of be a market reset. And so that was the that was the thing he said on Levitard that got me to be like, okay, whoa, I didn't think about the impact of this virus and the time off and, right. uh, you know, China and everything else was likely have on the on the uh salary cap and everything else so once that happened we got him on and before the show i was talking with the guys and i was like well if that's the case and the market does plummet does demar then all of a sudden opt into his 27.7 million dollar final option because you know if if the market falls and you no longer get what you know the 30 to 35 million or whatever you think is out there 
to max out your contract over a long period of time, mm-hmm. do you then opt into the 27th seven guaranteed and then wait to see if the market bounces back, right. you know, once things resume kind of as normal. And that was my thought process with them. But when they got to the question about, you know, if he could opt in, he just blatantly said, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Jamar's not happy in San Antonio. And Mm -hmm. you know Jabari very well from his time covering the Spurs. He has broken a lot of big Spurs news, including Kawhi not being happy and whatnot. And, you know, he's kind of been on the forefront. So, you know, his sources in San Antonio are solid. So when he said, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. DeMar's not happy in San Antonio. That was instant woe for me when I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really was. And when you uh, contacted me, you know, you're like, hey, you know, heads up, this just happened. And at first I was a little speculative, you know, a little like, you know, let's just hear it first. But then when I finally heard the audio, because you had relayed the message to me, I was like, oh, okay, James, you're spot on. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Which leads me to this now, James. Where there's smoke is fire because Young is not the only one to say something like this. Uh, uh, prior, I think weeks ago, um, you had Chris Haynes from uh, Yahoo Sports pretty much say this, not literally the same thing on happiness, but just saying that DeMar DeRozan basically is gone if agreement is not made, um, mm-hmm. that he's pretty much out of San Antonio. So there seems to be a lot of smoke here, uh, James. You buying it that we could have maybe have seen if the re- NBA season doesn't resume or if it does the final days of DeMar DeRozan in silver and black? Yeah, but uh, I also think if you unpack what um, uh, Javari said in that clip where he was talking about DeMar and mm-hmm. there was interest at the trade deadline, you also heard him hear, you also heard LaMarcus's name very briefly in that clip as well. And uh, oh, so you uh, have to I, start- I, I missed that. Uh, what, what happened? Well, it's in the same clip where he talks about uh, the Heat and checking in on DeMar. He also mentions that they checked in on LaMarcus. So if you go back and listen to that clip, which you can find on ESPN San Antonio's uh, YouTube page, you can find it uh, on our Facebook page, you can find it on our Twitter, uh, just DeMar not happy in San Antonio once you find that clip. If you listen back to it, he mentions LaMarcus's name in there too. And not in terms of not being happy, just in terms of the the, the heat checking in on the, uh, with the Spurs mm-hmm. about those players. Right. So, and he, he mentioned, you know, the Spurs could look to just – rip it down and start over because, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And it's kind of what we've been preaching all year long is this is what needed to happen. Because when you toil in mediocrity, you have to get lucky and find a steal late in a draft or, you know, in middle of the draft or places where you normally wouldn't find a superstar player because you're not getting one in free agency. Yeah. Or do what might be on the horizon and just blow it up. You know, who wants pieces? Yeah. Give us some picks, you know. And um, like I mentioned, you know, could this be a situation of smoke, there's fire? It looks like it may happen. Now, to be fair, you know, got to cover both sides. Uh, DeMar DeRozan did react uh, when he found out about the report um, on the Blitz uh, via Young. And he said, you know, uh, who comes up with this bleep? You know, and he's, that's <laughs> the second time 
he's denied something uh, revolving his future in San Antonio. There was the the react to the report on the blitz, and then there was you know Chris Haynes' report uh, when he was brought up to his attention after that. I think it was what, maybe the final game before the for the uh, hiatus. And he said, oh, mm-hmm. did my mama say that? So he's actively denying it. But, James, let's be honest, players do this, don't they? Yeah, I've seen it from Kevin Durant. I've seen it yep. from Kawhi Leonard. I've seen it from name person who has switched teams come out and steadfastly deny that they are looking to move on in free agency or be traded. Paul George was happy in Indiana, if yep. you remember correctly, and also in Oklahoma City. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Pau Gasol did it too. So you have to take when a player steadfastly denies something, and it's only one thing, like one small Twitter line, one small thing in a a press conference, not to uh, elaborate on it. You know, did my mama say it? All right, then. And then moves on. Like, I would feel better if a player was more staunchly denying something and Mm – you know, didn't shy away from the question when it came back or something like that. Like you would feel better as a fan of said team, but these players just, you know, Kawhi was like, do you want to be a sport for life? Yeah, sure. You know, (laughs) I mean, none of these, none of these denials elicit any type of confidence that it's not true. Yeah. Or as Kawhi did it and you did a great impression the last time you were on, uh, I want to be here. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Kawhi would do it yes sure but yeah you know like as I mentioned before even Pau Gasol he did it too you know there was a report in Spain uh through through a Spanish sports well reputable one overseas and they said hey you know guess what Pau might be gone out of San Antonio it was brought to his attention he denied it and lo and behold they let him go Uh, and he ended up latching on with Portland or was the Bucks he just went with another team shortly thereafter so yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is not unprecedented. Players do this. This is the thing. Now, obviously, the big factor in all this is the impact of the coronavirus and shutting down the NBA season, uh, at least temporarily. And then you mentioned the financial part. Now, he could, you know, if he really plays his cards, he could just say, OK, I'm going to opt into my one more year in San Antonio and then say adios when that's done. Uh, so, you, you know, whether it be this season or next season, you know, this these are these really could be the final days of DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio. Now, if he does leave, James, um, obviously, the there are positives. You know, you, you probably might get a sign and trade deal if he is honest with the Spurs and saying, look, I'm not going to pick up my player option. You know, so you can sign and trade me. But he can also pull the um, the doomsday thing and say, sorry, I'm not going to pick up my sign and trade. and see you later, you know, no sign and trade. Yep. You, you know, this is just the ramifications again of that, that quiet Leonard trade, you know, with Toronto. And I mean, Kawhi really had spurs over a barrel, didn't he? They talked about the, uh, in the interview with Jabari, they talked about, you know, possible scenarios, sign and trades being one of them mm-hmm. and everything that could come of a potential split between DeMar and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he also mentioned that you know the offense was clunky and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't operating smoothly. But in within all that, Demar is operating at a career high efficiency level on the offensive side of the ball. You know, w- w- across the across the board, his player efficiency mm-hmm. is through the roof because you know he's distributing the ball well. We see him. Uh, with double doubles with points and assists multiple times we've seen him 
with a you know close to triple doubles. He's averaging, right. I want to say, twenty two point eight points per game or something like that. And yeah. he's shooting, at, well, I believe it's a career clip uh, with shooting percentage too at, at over fifty three percent. So I mean, he is playing extremely well and efficiently within this Spurs offense. But I think it's the Spurs offense as a whole that sometimes seems to be out of sorts. Well, that um, interview and um, the bomb uh, that was dropped about uh, DeMar DeRozan's unhappiness in San Antonio, reportedly, hit even Hollywood. Even Hollywood actors joined in the discussion. Um, <laughs> Ricardo uh, Chavia, who, uh, Chavria, sorry, excuse me, uh, who is uh, famously known for his role in um, uh, Housewives with Eva Longoria, and then he's doing some mm-hmm. work uh, in the new Selena movie. He chimed in. And he was kind of saying, you know, hey, you know, mad respect for DeMar DeRozan. You know, he can't be mad at him, but he sees at least this Hollywood actor was talking about. He doesn't see the fit as well, as you mentioned. But then, you know, he was chatting with me about the interview on the Blitz, um, James. And then I hit him with this. I go, okay, yeah, you're you're seeing DeMar not fit. He's not fitting. But then you find out DeMar is only one of three players averaging 20-plus points, five-plus rebounds, five, five or more assists, shooting over 50%. Ranks 10th in points, 20th in field goal percentage, shooting career best 53%. You're like, okay, the numbers still show that he's still effective. What do you think is the issue? It can't be simply just stats, right? It can't be. Like there, the, the issue has to lie deeper within and the efficiency of the offense as a whole, not DeMar as a single person. And yeah. those two can be completely different things. Like DeMar can be operating a career high efficient level, yet the rest of the Spurs offense struggles because DeMar is kind of doing his own thing outside of the system maybe. And I'm not saying he is. I'm just right. saying there there can be – one without the other uh, when you're talking about efficiency offense versus a player, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then plus two, if he does decide to pack his bags and leave to wherever his destination might be next, then there's also, as mentioned, the positives. You know, it does free up a lot of minutes for the young guys, your Lonnie Walkers, your Keldon Johnsons, you know, who knows if they, the Spurs feel that Luca is ready to make the jump or they keep them over there in Austin. You know, the point is that's an open roster spot now for their young boys to really shine James. Here's the, that's the, that's the silver lining and all of this, Mm -hmm. but DeMar is still a part of this team when Mm -hmm. the season does resume. So those minutes aren't going anywhere. And by not moving him prior to the trade deadline, the way a lot of us talked about prior to the trade deadline it, him the, or the 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 rumor that he is not happy in San Antonio and that he mm-hmm. wants out of San Antonio between whether it's Jabari or Chris Haynes or whoever it may be, like the more that comes out, it's much like Kawhi. Like you either move him early and try and maximize his value, but if you hold on late, you get left holding the bag and you only get what you can get. And right. usually that is not as much as what you could have got. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it either could way, be Kawhi all over again in that sense. Yeah. It, it's it. You look at the situation the Spurs are in now uh, with DeMar DeRozan in his future. Um, you know, you, there's either way you look at it or whatever path he chooses or the Spurs choose, 
there's going to be heavy pros and heavy cons. You know, no matter what you do, if you, he walks, great, but you're losing a player that is pulling up those kind of numbers, as mentioned before. And in an NBA era where scoring is a premium, you lose a guy who can light it up on the offensive mm-hmm. end. But at the same time, the prop, the 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 cons are okay. Well, you, then you lose that guy, and then he may go off to another uh, Western Conference rival. You know, there's that. You know, but at that point, the Spurs probably much should pretty much pull the plug and just rebuild. And if they get smoked by the Clippers and the Lakers, et cetera, et cetera, well, then so be it. It's just part of the process. But then the pros are okay. Then the minutes open up for the kids. Um, who knows? That's an extra twenty-seven million the Spurs can use uh, to do whatever. And I know the free agency period uh, crop is not heavy as far as top heavy talent, but it's still something. You know, they don't have to use that. Can money. we can we stop with the free agency and the crop and who it, like a big name player is not coming to San Antonio for the most part. Like it. it LaMarcus was the biggest player we ever received in free agency. And he's, I mean, this is not a team that goes out and blows away free agents and gets them to come in and sign with them. I mean, it it hasn't been the case in the past. And that was when the team was good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're right. If the team becomes bad, why are we, you know, why do we have stars in our eyes thinking we might be able to lure to Giannis Antetokounmpo or, oh. you know, <laughs> another player in free agency, a big name player to come here when that's not ever been who the Spurs are. Yeah. And, and that just gives an idea or should give uh, the listener a look at what could be the future of the Spurs team after this season, if it, when it does resume or if it is killed, um, that it could be some really dark times ahead. Couldn't it be James? It could, but you know, you see a silver lining, you see Keldon Johnson and the way he's performed in his limited action as a, as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the one thing that you go back to is during the Kawhi stuff, when Boston was reportedly in the mix, but they wouldn't give up Jason Tatum, which understandably after seeing him play, but right. you possibly could have gotten a Jalen Brown in a first round pick. I mean, yep. that looks or, like it hurts more now. Or the Lakers, if, if the Lakers uh, reported offer was on the table, then damn, you know, the Spurs again could have yeah, had some good. I mean, jump. look how look how that offer helped to jumpstart the Pelicans. Yep, with Lonzo and Brandon Ingram, uh, you know. And if those were sticking points, that's a problem. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, right now it doesn't look uh, good for the immediate future for the Spurs. Now, of course, Demar Derozan could be true to his word, and you know his his retorts and his responses to these reports he could be legit. And he's a he opts in or he does redo something with the Spurs. Who knows? Um, and right now, the NBA being on hold. You know, he's probably mulling his decision. I'm pretty sure he and him and his agent and maybe the Spurs are talking behind the scenes during this moment of time where there's no action. You know, I would hope they're trying to figure something out because if it's either he stays or he goes, either way, there's a lot to sort out with DeMar DeRozan. Well, sure. it sounds or like there could yeah. be Chris Haynes report where, the, uh, you know, the Knicks are waiting in the wings knowing that they've swung and missed at a bunch of big ticket free agents likely 
in the last few years with LeBron and Anthony Davis and, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and all the players that they've swung and missed on over the last three years. DeMar going to the market, DeMar going back to the East, Mm -hmm. DeMar playing in the Mecca. You know, these are all things that may entice somebody, especially, you know, he's got a clothing line, Comp 10, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's New York, it's yeah. the Mecca basketball, and it's the, yep. it's the ability to A, be the man on the team again, and B, I mean, he would instantly be loved by that yep. entire fan base because of oh, yeah. how, how many times they've missed trying to get another one of him. And, and wouldn't, wouldn't it be a thing, too, if he does go to New York and this whole, you know, rivalry between the Spurs and Knicks. You remember how they accused the Spurs of tampering with Porzingis mm-hmm. and then the Marcus Morris thing, you know, and Pop taking a shot at the organization when he was asked about mm-hmm. Morris leaving New York. And then this happens. And seriously, uh, Spurs and Knicks, uh, woo, you know, they got a little bit of a history. But here's the thing. Oh. You also have to swallow your pride. Like if there's a sign and trade opportunity with the Knicks. Yeah. Like, sign and trade him to the Knicks then like you can't get your e- let your ego get in the way of what's right. best for the team yeah and they did that already at least reportedly you know with the Lakers offer for Kawhi Leonard I mean that you know if they got that package that would have really really helped the Spurs uh, looking forward because right now it's kind of murky as far as the season after the season but um and those are our thoughts case, on... where would LeBron be right now yeah you're absolutely right all right well we're going to take a break, but when we get back, um, James and I, we're going to try to see if it is, if it is the end of the Spurs season because of the coronavirus. And I understand, you know, if it is, it is a pandemic. Can Is there one favorite moment from the Spurs 2019-20 season? Well, stay tuned to find out. We're back and I'm joined by James Pleasure. He is the co-host of the Saturday morning hangover you can listen to on ESPN San Antonio radio. And of course uh, you also produce uh, the blitz with um, Rob Thompson and Jason Minix, correct? I do. I do. Uh, right. I wear multiple, multiple hats <laughs> that you do, by the way, James, uh, to fill in the void of no games because of the hiatus, um, according to the simulator that I use, the Spurs are currently on a three game win streak. Um, after oh, nice. beating Dallas. Yeah. After beating Dallas uh, before the hiatus, um, the Spurs have gone on to beat the Timberwolves, according to the simulator, and the Nuggets, according to the simulator, which ran over 200 situations. Uh, well, remember, offered- they had a 20-something point lead last time they played the Nuggets that they eventually lost. Right. Well, let's say, at least according to the sim, they learned their lesson and they got the win. Um, and uh, by well, the way, right. I re- I re- uh, have the... Have the uh- Memphis been winning or losing? Have we gained any ground? You know, I have not ran a sim for uh, Memphis. That's a good good idea. But Memphis yeah, is next. Just the entire bottom of the, of the playoff bracket: New Orleans, Memphis, yeah, Sacramento, San Antonio. Run them all and yeah. see, you know, how the playoffs shake out by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. This simulator that I use, James, it's so cool. It even factors in um, the last injury report, and then. When I ran it again for the Minnesota, it just simulated as if um, DeJounte Murray came back from his injury right before the break, or the hiatus, excuse me, and um, plugged him in, and it was pretty sweet. It was pretty nice. They had LaMarcus Aldridge finishing with a double-double against the the Nuggets. Just put it on, Joker. 
And then against uh, the against the Timberwolves, this the Sim ran ran it, and it was actually Rudy Gay that had like this really solid double double, something like eighteen points, fourteen rebounds, shooting like fifty percent or more. So it's pretty interesting to see. But I already ran the simulation for Memphis, so stay tuned to see how that one goes because that would have been a huge game tonight. Would have been a phenomenal game, Memphis San Antonio at the AT and T Center. If, if the Sim is right, the Spurs would have been riding a three game winning streak. And they could have really uh, got to get closer to that eighth seed, which they were gunning for uh, before. the. Well, break. yeah, All they right. were, what, four games back after beating yeah. the Mavericks. And mm-hmm. so let's say if we were to, you know, just play this out to its fullest capability, right? Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're actually going to, you know, play it out. Well, you take the Grizzlies and you look at who they would have played in the last three mm-hmm. games, right? Right. So you start to look at it, and they would have had to have played Portland, another team that you can gain ground on. Right. They they had just lost to the Magic, and they also mm-hmm. had the Jazz. Before Tough playing games. San Antonio. Yeah. Tough games. So there's a chance you could have cut this four-game lead down to, mm-hmm. like, two, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Three, exactly, and then yeah. have a chance to really cut into it with a win over Memphis if you were to yeah. be playing this game today. So yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Memphis sim right now, and um, I'll uh, I'll give you a little teaser. Um, Ooh. it was a close game. How about that? It was a very close game. The Spurs so. game with Memphis, you mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I have. I'm looking at the simulation results. It ran it. I'll tell you right now. I ran it a few times, so I just keep on hitting, you know, run, run, run over and over again. And it it calculates in every submission, every submit button you hit, it'll run an X amount of sims. So according to this one, 1,511 simulations were conducted between this game. Every time it was a close, close battle. So I'll leave it as that. So they they brought the energy. This one, both teams brought the energy. So uh, stay tuned to the Spurs Zone to find out who won a very pivotal game in a game-simulated um, Spurs-Memphis matchup. And by the way, Spurs fans, this is how much they miss NBA action. So I do the write-up. Okay, hey, this is what have been the simulation for Spurs-Minnesota or, or Spurs-Denver, right? And I put a big note there. This is just for fun. It's just something to fill the void, you know, enjoy what could have been. I get tweets back at me. Well, I don't understand. How can how can Memphis, how can Denver lose and like they're taking it so seriously as it was a real game? And that and I respond <laughs> back by saying a little SpongeBob uh, SpongeBob GIF with him saying, Fun. "You're aware they had a 23 point lead against them yeah. last time they faced yeah, them, even though yeah. they lost that game, right?" Yeah, I'm like, like how could they lose fun. because yeah. it's the NBA? The Spurs yeah. aren't terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, and anything can happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you could tell Spurs fans are itching for some real live action. So they're taking even simulations as if it's real, but it's not. It's just for fun. <laughs> anyway, speaking of fun, how dare Spurs, you simulate like that? <laughs> I know, I know. I even had somebody at demand to know how many simulations I ran. They're like, we need to know how many did you run against Minnesota because there's no way Minnesota with Cat. And I'm like, oh my god, I go, guys, it's just for fun. You're, you're <laughs> killing it. Worse than San Antonio, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know what? They're the worst team in the West, right? (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing, too. I even bounced the simulation with uh, people that I know behind the scenes at the NBA 2K League. 
And I showed them the results and everything. And they came back to say, like, you know what? It's actually not bad. You know, it goes pretty spot on to simulations that rerun. So um, it is what it is, people. It's just for fun. Just think of it like that or what could have been. So anyway, well, speaking of fun. Or what um, may still be to come. Oh, oh, there you go. Boom. Exactly. What if the NBA does resume where it left off? Well, we'll see. But speaking of fun, uh, if this was it for the 2019-20 Spurs season and they do not resume because of this pandemic, James, can you look back and say, you know, there's this one moment where I really had a fun time watching this team. and It was a favorite moment, despite the fact that it was a poor season. Is there one for you that stands out? Um. Opening day when everybody still had hope in their eyes and playoffs <laughs> streak in their hearts and <laughs> no uh, seriously uh, for me I guess at this point it's it just comes down to a sheer moment and that sheer moment was Tim Duncan being the head coach for the first time ever and as much as we've spent talking about well why didn't why not Becky why not Becky I mean Tim against a guy that used to be on his coaching staff mm-hmm. when they were playing against Charlotte with James Boriego and the, the way they went out and played and won and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing Tim up and being, you know, kind of boisterous on the court and, you know, actually holding a post-game press conference <laughs> when the odds against that were extremely high. Once that we heard that, you know, <laughs> Will Hardy was going to be doing the pregame, and <laughs> we <laughs> he figured he it, yeah. probably wasn't doing postgame either. But um, no, uh, I thought it was a really cool moment. The players reacting to it, um, right. you know, Patty having a nice little jab mm-hmm. at him. I, I just thought it was a really cool moment in a very tumultuous season. Right. Seeing Tim Duncan coaching, and then not just seeing him coaching, but also seeing him really look like he was enjoying coaching and and being the head man. And you start to wonder like, well, could this be? Because you've always thought, well, this is just, this is just, you know, until Pop walks out the door, Tim will follow with him. What he's doing is to help Pop out and bring back some of that corporate knowledge and, and just the ability to be, you know, the goat in the building that people have to pay respect to it it actually looked like he had a real passion for it when he was on the sidelines of that game yeah that was a great moment when everybody found out that tim duncan was coming out of retirement to be an assistant coach everybody was scratching their heads mom ginobili even scratched his head saying huh <laughs> i was like what <laughs> he had no idea and then of course you know the sports media world just saying like we never thought this would happen and sure enough there's td um, you know, doing what he has to do for the Spurs and Popovich and coming on board. And yeah, you know, the Spurs, they lost some really good assistant coaches um, in recent years. You mentioned Borrego. There was a Ime Udoka, Messina. And Pop was kind of sitting there like, does anybody want the position? And there was TD <laughs> uh, ready to go. For me, uh, it was on the court. And you know where I'm going with this, James, because I told you before we recorded that game versus <laughs> Houston uh, where the Spurs were down big time. Against the Rockets, the Rockets were just destroying San Antonio in in the Alamo City, and Lonnie Walker lit up, just lit up in that fourth quarter to lead the comeback. He's pumping his fist, he's getting the crowd going, the bench is going crazy, everybody's loving it, and they go into overtime. Then there's the James Harden 
missed dunk, quote unquote, and the NBA nullified it. And then you have the Rockets crying about it after they lose to the Spurs, filing a protest. They were getting clowned on left and right by Spurs fans. It was a very, very fun moment and a good win. And it was a just, just a very, uh, you know, it was, it was a time where Spurs fans were just so happy because one, they beat a in-state rival. And then two, to see the in-state rival, Houston, cry about it. D'Antoni loses again to San Antonio. It was just a really fun game and a few uh, days afterwards with that protest. James, your thoughts on that game? Honestly, how do you miss that dunk if you're <laughs> the officials or video replay or anybody yeah. else? Like, I get that it was earlier in the game and it could have been inconsequential in terms of uh, the outcome of the game. Right just because I believe there was like seven minutes left or something when that happened. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, if my, yeah, memory, that, my memory remembers, right. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Spurs it's still one of those things where you look at it and it's like, how do you miss that? How, like the NBA league office should be able to see that and go, no, no, that's, you know, cause they do that with three pointers. Like mm-hmm. what was on the line, they'll take a point away during a commercial break or something. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. how is that not a thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, obviously I'm from Houston, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, you're right, because the dunk, the missed dunk by the refs, you know, it should have counted. It did go through, you know, through the rim. And it, it went just through twice, looped, technically. <laughs> it looped over, right? It got the net kind of yeah. flung it back in, right? Something like that. And yeah. then... Um, but still, that that whatever remaining minutes were in it, you know, the Spurs were still putting it on Houston, and then that was actually the NBA. One of the NBA's reasons why they denied the protest was because it, the outcome was still, you know, Spurs were going to win. You know, the Spurs were still bringing it to Houston. Lonnie Walker was doing damage. Um, it was just a, a great win, a fun overtime, and just a moment where Spurs fans were actually happy about the team because oh my god, the whole season Spurs well, because fans Lonnie were- Walker finally got minutes. That's right. We've yeah, been that was clamoring a for it. This was back yeah. when Lonnie was still, you know, DMP coach's decision or, you know, five, seven, ten minutes. Like he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. I, yeah, I forgot about that. That was the first time he got significant uh, minutes on the court and then he produced and knocking down that three. And then I remember, I just remember that Amazing vision. What happens him. when you give these young guys the actual yeah. ability to prove themselves? Yeah, because remember early in the season, he was not competitive enough. And everybody's like, huh, Pop? What are you talking about? You know, he, what are you saying? Um, earlier in the season. He coach's decision. How did he not compete? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, only, the only thing keeping him from competing is you, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll tell you right now, my close second, my close second to a favorite moment uh, was um, – the DeMar DeRozan dunk and then uh, Eubanks reaction with Jakob Pertl as if he just witnessed a murder. He was like, he covered <laughs> his eyes. He put his, buried his, his face in Jakob's shoulder. Jakob is consoling him. You look at the video, he's consoling him, patting him on the back and then whispering something to him. Eubanks later came out and said, I, I couldn't take it, something like that. He couldn't handle it. Um, I remember just that dunk was just, first of all, it was just, sick that i mean demar just put it on the, i forgot who it was but he just put it on the guy and then the that react from eubanks it was hilarious and uh that's not the first time that eubanks brought some fun on that court but that uh and the bench sorry but that moment with eubanks react and demar dunk oh man what a moment james 
If there were only more of them to choose from, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, When we get back, uh, James and I are going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. We're back, and I'm joined by James Pleasure. He is the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. You can listen to on ESPN San Antonio. Tell us more about the Saturday Morning Hangover, James. Oh, you know, we're just uh, me and RJ Ochoa just uh, having a lot of fun on the air, talking, you know, Spurs, Cowboys, NFL free agency, which is about to get underway here starting tomorrow morning. Um, so it, there's a lot going on, even when there's not a lot going on currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it's just a, a good old time where we're usually streaming it live on Facebook Live to watch us this past week we were actually out in the world i saw that you were at the, the collectors uh card collectors yeah we were at house of cards and collectibles uh on vance jackson and uh i got rj a really cool zeke funko pop and he got me a war machine one. Oh, nice nice <laughs> while we were there uh they got this really cool one of iron man 2 mm-hmm. whiplash versus tony stark in the suitcase armor Oh, that is that when um, you know. By the way, I'm bl- I'm glad you brought that up because how is it that can Thor charge up uh, Iron Man's body armor, but yet Whiplashes with the same electricity smokes it? I don't understand that. Well, if you remember in the first Avengers movie, mm-hmm. Tony's armor when he and Thor were fighting and he hit him with the juice, he was like. Power at over 600%. Yeah. It was like, huh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the armor itself got damaged on the outside, you could tell. So uh-huh. he, in his, what would have been, that would have been Mark V. So in his 80, 80th armor mm-hmm. re- recondition, he's learned to make armors to sustain different abilities as we've seen so he just improved his armor to be able to channel thor's lightning the way it did in the first avengers movie yeah because when i first saw the fight between whiplash and stark um i thought was like oh okay you know the electricity is not going to really do much maybe like physically just damage the suit yeah but it's still like a boost and oh he got he got he got handed, you know. Whiplash game. Well, some you business. gotta remember the suitcase armor was a very bare bones type of armor for him too. It didn't have all the bells and whistles. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a very you know practical out in the world. I need this, you know, quickly type thing before he he invented nano nanites and stuff like that. So you know, things yeah. grow. He, yeah. he he and his suits both evolved as the stories were told. Well, you know, <laughs> he is Tony Stark at the end of the day. You know, he will evolve and adjust the suits as we saw. But now that this Locked On Spurs has become Locked On Nerdcast, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly, just real quick, because we're running up against the clock here. Um, um, do you think the NBA will resume or not? Yeah, I think it resumes. Um uh, we, uh, the closer we get to, you know, I'm not going to say cure, but uh, you know, a, a, a uh, troll of it, I guess. Into, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, basically an inoculation or something like that to, you know, yeah. like the regular flu, like mm-hmm. once they come up with something like that, sure. It'll be put out in mass quantities and this is going to be much like the flu is the flu mm-hmm. is still the flu, 
And this, too, once we kind of get it under control as a country, I believe things will start to subside. People will wash their hands more and things will just start to get better. And once things start to get better, like we may see games without fans at first. Mm -hmm. Right. That is 100% a possibility. But I do think that the world will go on and that sports will go on because we need them. Yeah. Like we need something to distract us from this. Yeah, exactly. I'm right there with you. I do think it will resume. I think it will be different, though, when it does resume. Um, There has really not much been any sports as far as live sports. Um, The closest – well, not the closest, but I guess – I guess uh, maybe a glimpse into the future was the recent UFC uh, Brazil uh, fight Mm -hmm. match and everything. I did watch it. Now everybody knows um, outside of NBA, my second favorite sport is combat sports. And so I got hyped. I said, okay, I'll be able to see that. I watched the entire card during the main event. And it was just weird. It was just quiet. It didn't really distract me too much, but it was just very noticeable. It was quiet. Well, it kind of goes back to uh, UFC's ultimate fighter. It's just two guys in a cage. Exactly. So um, there was that, and I think UFC is saying that it will continue its fight, but I think it'll be under the same situation. It's just no fans. All right. James, tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. At I am Pledger on Instagram and Twitter, James Pledger on Facebook. Uh, you can find me every every day producing the Blitz from 4 to 7 on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, or on ESPNSA.com. And you can catch me on the Saturday morning hangover, Saturday 9 to 11 with RJ Ochoa. There you go. Make sure to tune in to Saturday morning hangover. And, of course, the Blitz at ESPN San Antonio. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. The Spurs Zone is uh, still going forward. It may not be as active, but there will be a few things uh, to keep uh, you, the Spurs fan, informed of what's going on with the silver and black during this hiatus. Um, and, again, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you find your favorite podcast. So for James Fletcher, I am Jeff still. And we got the simulations. Yep, we will have the simulation of Memphis Spurs <laughs> later today. Uh, so for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. <laughs>